Hey there, amazing ladies. Welcome to Women's Wellness Wisdom, Hormones and Beyond, your friendly podcast for all things women health and empowerment. I'm your host, Dr. Jenny Cortano, and I'm super stoked to be hanging out with you today, as well as our co-host, Rachel Hicks. Life can get pretty crazy, right? But fear not, because we've got your back when it comes to understanding your body, mind, and everything in between. Women's Wellness Wisdom is like your trusty sidekick, here to help make your wellness journey a whole lot more fun and less confusing. So grab a comfy chair, a cup of tea, or whatever floats your boat, and let's embark on this exciting adventure together. We'll be chatting about hormones, demystifying women's health challenges at different stages of life, and just having a good old time while we're at it. From pregnancy parties to the menopause rodeo, we're bringing some expert tips, real life stories, and practical advice that will help you navigate the twists and turns of being an incredible woman. Plus, we'll dive into self-care, body love, mental health wisdom, and a dash of all things womanhood because we believe all women need more people in their corner pulling for their own health. Women's Health Wisdom, Hormones and Beyond is your go-to spot for all things awesome in women's wellness. Welcome. Welcome to this week's podcast where we're going to be talking about something that's been big and hyped in the news and in the research and is all the craze right now. And we might have a different stance on it than what you think. So we're going to talk today about semi-glutide. And I am Jenny Cortano. This is Rachel Hicks. And we come at this from a perspective of functional medicine, holistic health, and nutrition as an approach to improving your health without the side effects of medication and things like that. So let's get started. So Rachel, I'm going to let you kick us off because I know you went down a rabbit hole of research as we were getting ready for this. And let's talk a little bit about semi-glutide and why it's such a craze right now? Like what's the history behind it? How'd we get here? Yeah. So um, once you get to know me a little better, you're going to know that that rabbit hole comes very easily to me. And this is uh, a topic that it definitely happened to me with. Uh, Semi-glutide is this really interesting drug that's uh, on the market now. And there's several different forms of semi-glutide. So you might've heard of Ozempic or Wachovi, and these are all just another name of what semi-glutide actually is. Originally, Jenny, the drug had been you know, brought to the market through Big Farm trying to help uh, type 2 diabetics. And originally that's how the drug was used as to help control insulin levels and to uptake glucose into the bloodstream, right? To help stabilize right. blood sugar. Uh, yes. Well, during this time in research, people started to notice when they started taking this drug and their blood sugar started to become regulated, that they also were losing weight. Right. So as we know, obesity is something very prevalent prevalent in the United States that we're dealing with all of the time. And we deal with it with our practice as well as helping people understand the right ways to eat and lose weight and move their bodies. And sometimes there's supplements involved. Sometimes there's not. So there's always that like, want to know more basis when it comes to how to lose weight. And when, so when people started say, seeing that these medications were helping them lose weight, there was definitely this big craze of where, where and how can I get my hands on those drugs to help me lose weight this way? So one of the things I like to preface is not everything comes to you at face value, right? Like it's yeah. not always what it seems. And I truly feel this when it comes to semaglutide or any of these other marketed weight loss drugs that are primarily supposed to be used for blood sugar regulation. And how this all works is that part of this drug 
is included is this thing called GLP-1, which is a glucagon-like peptide. So in that peptide, it is basically a chain of amino acids, right? So it helps mm-hmm. secrete insulin and it helps regulate blood sugar. People with type 2 diabetes have lost that or it's reduced in their body, making it super difficult for them to regulate blood sugar. So they are, they go on these medications to help with blood sugar control. When people are going on these for different reasons and they don't have diabetes or they don't have a dysregulated A1C or they don't have blood sugar problems and they're strictly using it for weight loss, there's a different component that comes with this and different side effects as well. Yeah. And yeah. So I, you know, I want, I appreciate what you just said. And I think this is so important, right? Because when we talk from a functional medicine standpoint, we talk hormones, we talk not only how are they created, which is something we're impacting with this. Then we're talking about how are they transported, which is also going to be affected in some ways by this. How are they like, how's the sensitivity to them, which is a big part of this, right? Making it more sensitive. So we get more uptake. And then how are they excreted from our body? And so all of those pieces are are super important to consider. It's not just, is this going to make me lose weight, but how is this going to affect my entire hormone system and now and in the future? And, and that I think leads into some of the side effects that we have as well. Right. And so one of the main things that ends up happening on these medications is that you have a pretty drastic reduction in appetite. So you are titrated onto the medicine, which means that you are gradually increased. So it's not happening all at once. You're not getting one big dose of semiglutide, but you are getting a weekly shot. And that's how it is administered throughout the the whole process of Mm -hmm. receiving this drug, but they start with a smaller dose and see how you adapt. And they give you a, you know, a little bit more each week. Now, as your body starts to adapt to this drug, you start to notice a reduction in appetite. And that's due to the fact of that GLP one is controlling your hunger hormones that, that leptin ghrelin transferring the thoughts to your hypothalamus, your brain. So That's where I think a lot of this weight loss is coming, right? So it's slowing gastric emptying. So in the dietetic world, we talk a lot about the gut. We talk a lot about when food comes in and how food goes out. And when you delay gastric emptying, it in turn just makes you feel full longer. And that's what's happening with this drug. And that's why people are seeing the weight loss. Sure. And so another side effect that I've read a fair amount about is the risk to the pancreas, right? Because what we're basically doing is coaching the pancreas to say, come on, we've got to do this. We've got to take up more insulin when it's in the body, right? And that's the mechanism that it helps the diabetes piece of it, right? We have decreased sensitivity, so we create more of it. And so that's partially how it works. So the problem some people experience that can be very serious is pancreatitis when they're going through this or when they're coming off of it as well, which is another, just a whole different side effect and and potential problem, right? For folks down the line in terms of eliminating one problem. And I'm not saying there's not a place for it because there definitely is, but if you're not using it for the right reasons and in the right way and under the right prescribing eye, I think can be a risk as well. Absolutely. And there are guidelines of whether or not you are able to take this drug. One of them being if you have thyroid cancer history, anyone in your family, and the other being pancreatitis. So those alone would be red flags to say, well, even if I have a healthy pancreas, even if I have a healthy thyroid, what is that doing to it? So those are questions to ask yourself. 
on top of the actual potential damage to your pancreas, you're uh, lots of people experience the nausea, vomiting, diarrhea, sometimes crippling, sometimes right. crippling to the point that like, I've listened to interviews of people having to actually stop taking it after a couple of weeks because it was so severe. Right. And what isn't talked a lot about with the side effects of these drugs is the immense amount of muscle mass that people lose. Yes. On it. So say for instance, Jenny, there's a woman coming in that's 50, maybe po- let's say, say, not even say an age, let's say postmenopausal coming in yeah. already risk of muscle mass loss as we age as a woman. Correct. Yeah. They, she goes on one of these weight loss drugs, you know, for the sake of this conversation where she goes on semiglutide and she's on it for two months and experiences a ton of muscle mass loss at that point. Right. She comes off the drug and she, at that point of her life, at being a postmenopausal woman, the amount of work she would have to do to try to gain back that muscle mass at that point right. of her life is so difficult. And we know with loss of muscle mass, what that does to morbidity, mortality in especially women as we lose muscle mass. So that's a significant side effect that I want to point out to these drugs. That's huge. And I appreciate you bringing that up because I think that's so critical to our population in particular, right? We're seeing a lot. We work a lot with women who are in those post-childbearing years, early menopause, premenopausal states. And we need to do whatever we can to preserve bone density, to preserve muscle mass, to make sure that we're setting that body up for success long-term. Because like you said, it it affects the longevity of your life, but it also affects the quality of your life and the risk factors that go up as we lose muscle mass. And we know we do that as hormones change as we age anyway. We certainly don't want to do anything to expedite that process. Absolutely. And so let's talk about um, what if we want to come off the drug? What happens to our body when we want to come off of it? Yeah. Uh, literature shows right now that there is a 90 to 100% weight gain return, yeah. sometimes more. So studies are showing that a lot of people are almost becoming more worse off coming off of the drug if they're using it for weight loss purposes right. than they were prior to going on this medication. Right. So a lot of studies are showing this insatiable hunger that comes back. Right. And there are methods, I think, of of weaning off of the drug, right? Maybe not going cold turkey. Maybe, you know, there's lots of people that have given their, their suggestions of how to come off of these weight loss drugs. But nonetheless, you have changed your body's ability to utilize energy. So you go, say you're on the drug for two months and- one of my concerns being on this is what's your nutrient level like at this point? Some people are at 500 calories a day on these drugs. That's insane, right? We know the body can't sustain all the things we need to do and continue to build healthy longevity on that kind of calorie intake. Well, and then even in those 500 calories, are you even able to get the nutrient value that your body needs, right? right thrive? And this is where the muscle mass yeah. loss comes where immunity issues start to play in loss of hair, sagging skin. Like there are things like this that occur with this drug um, or these drugs better, better set. So those are things to really consider because then when you come off of the drug, there is some concern. And I I use this term really loosely because I don't believe people are going to be malnourished, but there is a sense of feeling malnourished. Sure. And I mean that in the sense that you've gone so long, somewhere, sometime upwards of two to six months on this drug, 
of eating minimal calories with minimal vital nutrients that your body needs. So then you go off it and your body is like, give me everything not nailed down. I want to eat it. Right. 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 That rebound effect. Right. And then on top of it, your body has a new metabolism it's used to working with. Right. So kind of the set point theory of weight and, and we now are going to increase that calorie naturally because we are more hungry and our body isn't used to using that many calories. And so that is partially from what I understand where that rebound weight comes back from as well. But anything you want to add to that? Well, with it, I mean, pretty much you, you've, you've nailed it, but with the additional calories that you're eating from that rebound effect, your body isn't utilizing it the way that it's meant to utilize it because it's been in the sense of essential starvation for these right. months that you've been on semi-glutide. So it's what, what we know is going to happen is that it's not being sent to the brain, to the muscles, to the proper organs to be stored. It's going to the fat cells and it's being stored right. as fat. Right. Right. It's that whole transport piece we just talked about. Yep. Absolutely. You're changing all of that and you have to consider all of that. Sure. So we did, we, there's the scaries, right? We <laughs> talked a lot about the scaries and everyone's like, I'm never touching that. <laughs> now, now I do like to, to, to preface with saying like, there is a, a place for this. And, you know, especially if you have a lot of b- blood sugar dysregulation, or if you've exhausted all of your options, right. And yeah. that's where we're really going to take it to this next phase of the discussion of how, if you've hit that wall, right. If you've said, I've tried the supplements, I've tried the diet and lifestyle. It's not working. Your numbers of the labs are changing. Your blood sugar starts to become dysregulated. Maybe you're a candidate for this, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What's the best way to use this drug? Right. Right. And I, so I think you just brought up a really good point though, because I think people, you know, the drug companies don't advertise very often. Um, and although I think good companies who are working with this, these class of drugs are also encouraging lifestyle changes. I think the, the lifestyle change in and of itself is so important and without the drug can make a lot of difference, particularly for those who are looking for long-term sustainable changes in their life, right? So let's talk a little bit about what that looks like now. And, and we're going to talk in generalities. Of course, this is you know not meant to be medical advice. It's just our take on this as practitioners and some suggestions as to ways you can maybe start to work through this on your own. And so, of course, if you work with us, we dive in much deeper and come up with a personalized plan on this. But let's take a look at some of those factors that we know, right? GLP-1 is in our body. It doesn't take semi-glutide to bring that. How do we naturally increase that and other things that are going to improve our blood sugar regulation, our gut health, which is going to in turn increase GLP-1? And so I want to dive in a little bit to that now, if you're ready. Yeah, absolutely. Awesome. Okay. So I think first of all, you know, we talked a little bit, we've mentioned diet and yes, I know diet is a hard thing to think about, but I think so many people approach diet and you could speak to this a little bit more thinking more about like, I have to take this out. Right. And calorie restriction and things like that, which we know also are not always sustainable. And so I think when we think about diet from this context, I'm thinking more about like, what should we add to our diet that is going to help support healthy digestion, gut health, which is going to in turn promote healthy GLP-1 activity, all of those things. So you have a couple of suggestions and then I've got a couple to add to it as well. Yeah. So like looking at the basics of things you can buy in the supermarket, right? Just general food itself is making sure that you are getting adequate protein, getting those amino acids in your body. So amino acids are chains of these proteins that make up 
the, the peptides that help build muscle and, and help your metabolism speed up. So getting an adequate amount, almost like being like overly mindful of how much protein you're eating. Like I push like the women in my practice to like eat as much protein as like makes sense for their body weight. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. To calculate it down to make sure as they age that their muscle mass stays high. So that's the first thing I would say is really hone in on those lean proteins, your eggs, your chickens, your turkeys, all, all of that stuff. And obviously I'm not saying beef and stuff, beef or red meat is bad, um, but I I tend to push people towards more of the Mediterranean proteins of fish and chicken and things like that. Sure. Um, just um, getting a getting an adequate amount of protein. And then we talk fibers. So all your big leafy greens, your broccolis, your cauliflower and vegetables and fruit. So with adequate fiber also comes the ability for you to have really good gut health, which the GLP one is secreted in the gut lining. So in order to have a healthy gut and to have healthy GLP secretion, you want to make sure you're eating a lot of high fiber and high protein in the diet. And that's just really like simple protein and fiber is a good place for us to start. And what that in turn does is it makes you mindful of eating whole foods, whole clean foods, eating lots of different colors. And that can be hard. I am empathetic with that. It sometimes does seem easier to take a pill and have the problem fixed. But when we look long-term, we're actually creating a disservice to our bodies when we decide to go the easy route sometimes and not put the legwork in on the on the, that front half and really dig your heels in and say, I'm going to change my lifestyle through my diet and the way I move my body every day. But I need to stress this that I know that it is not easy. Like it yeah. is hard. And so yeah. I tell patients that like, absolutely. I'm here beside you. We are going to dig our heels in and make it work because I am not naive to how much work goes into changing habits. Right. Right. Well, and I think that's part of why we value having somebody walk with you, right? You're going to spend a whole lot of money if you choose to go down this route of these class of drugs, which unfortunately may or may not stick. If you don't also have those lifestyle changes that go along with it. And that is- yeah. Like oh my gosh. A thousand to $1,500 a month. If they're not covered by insurance, which right. we didn't even touch on that, the expense piece, like they're, <laughs> they're astronomical. Right. Right. And, and you aren't guaranteed any lifestyle changes that are going to stick after this, which is what's going to make the long-term effect much more valuable. Right. Um, yeah. So, so I love that. And I think in addition to that, I would add there are certain herbs, spices, things like that, um, different classes of foods. So you already touched on, you know, your leafy greens and having a lot of fiber. I would say a lot of your blues, reds, like grapes, resveratrols is the class of food. It can be really helpful as well. They help balance hormones, but they can also help when we talk about this whole gut health and GLP-1 component as well. Um, cooking with things like cinnamon. Cinnamon can be really helpful. That's another one. Um, and then, you know, there's just, there's other things. And again, we dive in and come up with a personalized plan, but I think what you just said, and I want to reiterate about diet is it's a gut health component, right? So if you have a healthy gut, you're going to make a healthy level of GLP one among other things that are going to help and gut health comes from lots of different things. But when the best thing we can do is put the right things in it to begin with, which is going to make a difference. Um, you also touched on another thing in there and I wanted to dive into this a little deeper with my passion and background as a PT, moving every day, right? Moving your body, um, both for detox purposes, but also for maintaining muscle mass, especially as we age. 
And when we talk about this in terms of weight loss, having a lot, a larger bulk of muscle mass is critical to keeping your blood sugar regulated and keeping your weight managed as well. So those are important pieces on several fronts that are going to affect this as well. I think that's another huge one. Um, sleep. And we, we dive into this a lot, so we're not going to dive in too much today. Um, but I think sleep is super important as well. And appreciating that not only do we know from the research that you make poor dietary choices when you've had a poor night's sleep, but sleep is also where your body does a lot of its repairing, remodeling and restoring and getting ready for the next day. So those are both critical components. Yeah. And you know, you, you made me start thinking my wheels were turning with this is that even with this podcast, if it brings like a conversation that allows somebody to step outside of that traditional path of treatment for losing weight or their traditional path of improving their health and look at the way we practice in this functional manner so differently, looking at us and saying, oh, wow, there's, it's more of a big picture when, when we start diving into to people we're working with. And I, I think what's so unique and, and really important to highlight is that it is an individualized, individualized plan of attack for each person. So we might have 20 women that want to lose 20 pounds, but each yes. woman has such a different plan right. that we work with them through yeah. and gut health being really, really prevalent, really important. in most of the people I work with, uh, and right then when you start improving the gut, people start to see all these different changes happen in their body, whether it's lower anxiety and depression or more energy or blood sugar regulation or sleeping better or less aches and pains or whatever it might be, oh, the list is on and on because so much happens in the gut and the right. direct correlation to the brain. So I think it's really important to say that, yes, it takes time, it takes work, but it's not a, when we look at health, when we look at our bodies, it's not this pinpoint with a circle, like this is what we have to fix this little circle right here. It's right. not how it works, right? Like we have to look at the system of a whole, like where's the dominoes falling and why is it falling like that? And that's when you solve the problem and not treat the symptom. I say it all the time, right? Yep. Absolutely. So semiglutide is treating the symptom of weight loss, right? Cause you're losing weight. Right. It's not doing, it's not treating the problem of why the weight was on to begin with. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And I think that is such a multifaceted approach, like you just said, right? There are so many factors and it's so individual, right? Um, there's stress, there is diet, there is exercise, there is lifestyle, there is sedentariness, right? All of those things are going to impact why somebody may or may not be holding onto the weight, among other things. And so we really dive into that root cause of what's going on to help you achieve your goals, but in a way that doesn't require this quick fix that unfortunately long term may or may not be effective and at the very work or at the very least cost you a whole lot of money. Um, so that said, I think one of the things you you did mention and we appreciate, right, is it can be overwhelming to get started. And so if if again, you and your doctor decide this is a good fit for you. We're not saying don't do it. I, I will say there are other alternatives and we use sometimes things like supplements in our practice to get somebody on that right path, right? Between our lifestyle, 
the food intake we have nowadays, we're missing a lot of things. And so there are also natural ways that I think would we would be remiss if we didn't bring up. I've got a couple of really good supplements that I like that can support feelings of fullness, that can support initiating that weight loss and have some pretty good research behind them to start saying, when you take these things compared to a calorie restricted diet, there is improvements in weight loss. Or when you take these things, we do see the increase in GLP-1. So if you're thinking right now, that sounds totally overwhelming. I can't start with those dietary changes because I don't have the energy because I, you know, I'm exhausted at the end of the day. And yes, weight loss is one of those pieces, but it doesn't tell the whole story. Well, there are other options. There are some supplements and things we can do that are natural, but still going to support you in that process while we work on the lifestyle changes that are long-term going to make those effective changes for you. Yeah, that's great. That's great advice. And I, and I do think just uh, even making the first phone call and saying, Hey, I heard this, I'm interested in this, or what is this about? Start asking questions. Um, just feel like you've exhausted all of your options before you feel like you have to make a big leap into something that could be risky. Yeah, absolutely. And just, and like you said, knowing there's, there's something else out there, right? We don't, we as providers don't have backing that pharma has to push this. And if we could eliminate these kinds of ads from TV or have a comparison to be able to say, Hey, we also have this opportunity to do this. It doesn't require you to take this risky medication. I I feel like people would be more informed. And so that's just one of the goals of this podcast is to get the information out there, let people know there's another way and, and that it doesn't have to be the way that pharmacy or insurance or things like that might dictate that you should do it. It's far less risky with, with much longer effects. Yeah, absolutely. So with that, I think we're going to sign off for today. If you've heard something today that piqued your interest, you can find us on Facebook, on Instagram, Altogether Well Woman, our website, www.altogetherwellness.net, where you can book a call with either Rachel or myself and learn more. We are happy to support you guys. Until next time. Thanks for tuning in today, peeps. Subscribe now and let's kickstart this epic journey. We've got a lineup of fantastic episodes coming your way. For more information, check out our website or our socials listed in the show notes to find us and find more information about how we can help you improve your health. Until next time, remember you are fabulous, you are fierce, and you deserve to rock your health and wellness.